0: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 46 of 211's Baseball Talk. My name is Dylan Baker. I'm accompanied as usual by my dad, Chris, and let's get right into things. Today we will be discussing the Angels signing Anthony Rendon, the Blue Jays potentially signing Shun Yamaguchi, Mad Bum to the D-backs, and Room for More in the Rotation. We'll also be making some opening day rotation predictions as of today. We'll talk about some other signings in this episode. Chris, how are you today? I'm good, Dylan.
1: It is a fantastic snowy day. Just the week before Christmas? How can you not be good? It is not fantastic. It is freezing cold and I don't love it when the snow blows into my face
0: especially in minus 10 degree weather, probably feels like minus 95. It is a cold, cold day. We are in a very apparently cold room, as well as my feet begin to freeze.
1: Didn't you say it's 100 days till spring training or something, or opening? It was 100,
0: now 99 days to opening days. It was 100 days yesterday. We are almost there. Spring training, of course, coming up much faster than that. The pitchers and catchers will report mid-February, and we're almost in January. It's almost the new year. It's almost 2020. Christmas is next Wednesday, Kwanzaa is next Thursday, whatever you celebrate, it is coming up very soon, and the holidays begin, Christmas break for the children in school, such as myself, begins next Monday, and uh, there was a strike today, wonderful day to be alive, um, <laughs> truly is. Let's get right into things. This one's on us. Last Wednesday night, just after we had recorded the most recent episode, the season 2 premiere of 2 Baseball Talk, Anthony Rendon signed with the LA Angels, The number one ranked free agent this offseason, according to ESPN, signed a seven-year, $245 million deal with the Halos, and they added to that already talented lineup. A lineup that features Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon together is terrifying
1: for opposing pitchers. Thoughts on the deal, the term, and how will it help the Angels? Well, it's a good deal for the Angels, but the Angels, I think, have been aggressive. And, you know, it's... uh it's interesting to see because you know with Joe Madden at the helm now, it's going to be a different Angels team, a different Angels atmosphere, and uh, and this is a good deal for them. I mean, they obviously needed it. I, I I just don't understand. You know, this is one of the things that I always wonder about the Angels, and I'm going to wonder it again here in the offseason of 2019 2020, and that is. Do they not realize they need pitching? (laughs) Because the Anaheim Angels, or whatever you want to call them now, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim of Disney World, do not have pitching. Disneyland, for the record. Right, Disneyland. They do not have pitching. And so I I just don't under... I mean, I get it. Rendon's going to help them a lot. Uh, but, again, you can't out-hit bad pitching. You need to have both, and they don't have that, if you ask me. Yeah, they definitely don't have very good pitching. We'll dive into that in a moment, but I think Anthony Rendon
0: makes this lineup absolutely horrifying because you have Mike Trout in there. You've got Anthony Rendon, Shoya Otani on occasion. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, But, yeah, this lineup is very scary. Although it is scary, they don't have much pitching, as you mentioned, the big thing this year was for them to get either Cole or Strasburg, and they got neither. So, the Angels acquired Dylan Bundy via trade, but that isn't much as Bundy has a career 476, sorry, 467 ERA, which is more of the same for them based on their rotation last year. Andrew Heaney is at a career 444 ERA. Shoei Ohtani is unreliable with potential elbow injuries, and even though Joe Madden is suggesting, sorry, even then, Joe Madden is suggesting that he might pitch and hit in games next year. And Griffin Canning didn't have a great rookie year with a 4.58 ERA. So without a true ace, and without really... They've got a bunch of four, three maybe, four and five starters in that rotation. But without a true ace, can the Angels actually do anything in the playoffs?
1: No, they can't. I mean, they can't. No team really can. I mean, I think, if anything... Uh, Verlander and and Strasburg and those guys proved last year you need to have real pitching. You need to stop with the opener. I've always hated the opener, but and it's it, only been two years. And well, it doesn't matter because you need to stop with the opener because it's garbage, and and it doesn't work. And this is why this is so important. You need to go back to starting pitchers who can get a quality start at least, which even then is a joke. And, and really pitchers that can get you to the seventh inning. And you need to have an ace that can do that. And the Angels don't have anything near that. They they don't even have, if you ask me, a, a true number two. And possibly are on the fence with a real number three. So, uh, so, you know, the Angels have a lot of work to do with their pitching. I don't know where they're going to get it. I don't know where the Blue Jays are going to get it. Uh, a lot of this pitching has signed now, the elite pitching. And uh, uh, it's going to be an interesting interesting finish to this offseason for some teams.
0: Now there are a couple of guys still on the market of course we'll get into that a little bit later but Hyunjin Ryu is still available Dallas Keuchel still available on that free agent market so those are guys the Angels and potentially the Blue Jays could target we'll talk about the Blue Jays side of things in a couple of minutes as mentioned but without pitching we mentioned how they won't be able to go deep in the playoffs do they even make it to the playoffs? The Blue Jays? I'm gonna let you rethink that one.
1: <laughs> no, no, they don't. I mean, no. It's 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 just silly. Without pitching, you're not gonna make the playoffs. I mean, it's it's it, a lot of people ask. Oh well, with that kind of offense, you're gonna have a, an appearance. Maybe you get the wild card. I don't think you even get that. Without pitching, you just don't get there. Look at the Blue Jays. They had some offense in the last year. They got nowhere near the playoffs because the pitching was horrendous. It's going to be the same for them. I don't think they get there uh, unless they boost that rotation.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, like you mentioned, the Verlanders, the Coles, the the Strasburgs showed that the Scherzers showed that you need a starting pitcher, a good starting pitcher. You need a couple of good starting pitchers if you're going to make it deep. You take a look at the Yankees. They've had a really good offense the past couple of years. Their pitching has been subpar. I mean, last year, James Paxton had a, had a down year after a good one with the Mariners. We saw that uh, Jay Happ had a horrific year. Masahiro Tanaka was pretty good. Domingo Herman had probably the most wins in the American League, I think is what it was. But an elevated ERA. Luis Severino didn't get back till August. So with that, with that kind of trouble in that rotation throughout the year and into the playoffs, they didn't really. They made it to the ALCS because of that offense, I would say, but they didn't make it to the World Series, and now they have Garrett Cole that got that true ace. Luis Severino's very good, but he wasn't at 100% last year in the playoffs because he was just still coming back from an injury. I believe he returned in September from that, and Paxton was not good. Uh, Tanaka was not good. Um, Hap was terrible. Right, So these guys, they, the Yankees needed more pitching. And if the Yankees with that offense needed more pitching last year, then I am certain that the Angels will as well. I don't think that the Angels are going to make the playoffs. I think that the Angels have an offense that is below that of the Yankees. But I do think they will get close. Until they get a true number one and a number two, they are not making it to the playoffs. And if they do make it to the playoffs, they get eliminated in a wildcard game because they're not winning that division. And if they somehow make it past, they're not getting past the first round. Bottom line, they are not going deep in the playoffs. I don't even know if they make the playoffs without good starting pitching. Moving on, yesterday it was reported the Blue Jays had signed Shun Yamaguchi. Yamaguchi most recently played for the Yomiuri Giants in Japan, where he was 16 and four with a 2.87 ERA. Yamaguchi, according to scouts, can throw his fastball from 95 to 97 when he's working out of the bullpen, while staying around 91 to 92 when starting. Seemingly a very good pitcher who has a forkball, fastball, curveball, and slider, so he does have a variety of pitches. Yamaguchi has a career 333 ERA in Japan, so what does assigning the 32-year-old mean for the Blue Jays' rotation?
1: Uh, It means depth right now. Uh, It could mean a a fixture in the rotation uh, as we move forward. As we heard uh, Mark Shapiro talk to Tim and Sid yesterday... There's not a whole lot of hope in signing anybody else right now. The price, uh, as Shapiro said, you know, they're in on a lot of guys, but the price is high and it is a lot higher than they thought it was going to be for pitching this year because, again, the Blue Jays can't predict their way out of a paper bag in an season. It is yet another season where they've mistimed the market, where they've mispredicted the market. Uh, at some point, this is going to become really bad if it's not already, and uh, and I have no sympathy for Mark Shapiro. Uh, they've done this again. This is the third straight offseason, potentially fourth, where they've they've miscalculated the market. How do you keep doing that? That just d- doesn't seem right to me. Uh, and this move is a depth move on any other team. Uh, this might be a fixture in the rotation move for the Blue Jays. So Okay, but
0: you can't discount the fact that he had 287 ERA in the second-best professional baseball league in the world.
1: I can absolutely discount that. Why? Regardless of that, it's not Major League Baseball, and we're not going to see him do that this year. I, I just, I'm, I'm telling you right now, that's my prediction. You're not going to see even a three ERA for him.
0: This guy has been around for years, though. He knows what he's doing on the mound. He's a smart pitcher. He throws 91, 92 when he's starting. Obviously, that's not a high-velocity guy, but he's a smart pitcher in the way he uses his pitches. <coughs> nice right. cough. Need you a know, cough button. No,
1: you don't know, you know, need to edit that out. Um, in the middle of my point, that should be easy enough to do. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. Uh, Yamaguchi is a good pitcher. I don't deny that. I'm just saying that that he's not going to perform the way he performed in Japan. It's not going to happen. And he's not going to get very much performance. How is,
0: this. A, how is this a depth move? Like, you're not going to send Yamaguchi to the minors if you're the Houston Astros. This guy can at least be in your bullpen.
1: Absolutely. He's going to be a bullpen depth move, too. I mean, he's How is a, he a
0: bullpen depth move? I don't understand what you're trying to say here. He's a good <laughs> pitcher.
1: <laughs> well, he's a good pitcher, and uh, he's going to be in the bullpen, I think, ultimately, if they get another starter on board. If they don't, he's probably the fourth starter. Uh, and uh, expect epic failure from the Toronto Blue Jays again this year in pitching.
0: There's still a couple of guys in the market. I don't expect epic failure. Certainly has been disappointing, though. Just a few days ago, one of the better free agent lefties in the market signed with the Arizona Diamondbacks on a five-year, $40 million deal as Madison Bumgarner ranked a contract with the Snakes out West. Some
1: people claimed that the Jays missed out on another arm. Were they ever really in on Mad Bum? Ah, uh, no, I don't think so. uh I think that uh that they were probably kicking the tires on him, but from what we've heard they've done they've done that with everyone. They just take way too long to make a decision, and by the time decision time rolls around, that pitcher is gone and uh and not only that, you know they're not willing to pay the prices that they need to pay being a team from Toronto, being a team that's in the position that they are from wins and loss perspective. You are going to have to way overpay to get any of these pitchers to come to you. And even Shapiro said that yesterday. One of the biggest challenges is not just about the amount of money. It's about the fact that the pitchers have said to the Blue Jays they don't see them winning this year. And that's a challenge when you're trying to get somebody to sign. So you're really going to have to overpay in order to get somebody to sign. And it's kind of a catch-22, for sure, because you need that pitcher to win more. And so you're really kind of stuck in a loop. But at the same time, uh, it's important to to note that th- that they're going to have to weigh overpay at this point. And until they accept that, they're going to miss out on every pitcher in the market.
0: Uh, now, what does that Mad Bum signing mean for the Diamondbacks? Of course, he had a down year last year, but has been very, very, very good in the past. So do you see Mad Bum to the D-backs helping push them over the edge and put them into the playoffs? Or do you see this as another one of your depth moves?
1: Well, I think it becomes a bit of a depth move, but for the most part, um, but only because of how yeah, I see you rolling your eyes. Only It's, because it's a bit of, more than an eye roll, a bit more intense than that. Okay, it's mad bum, and I get that. But uh, but again, the down year was a, was a fairly significant down year, and, and so you don't want to see this be the kind of fall off that you see sometimes late in pitchers' careers. That said, there's obviously potential to go the other way, too, based on his his track record. So it could be a very, very good move for the Diamondbacks.
0: Five years, $40 million. Uh The number is a little bit lower than I expected it to be, just because it's Matt Bum and he's got a good track record. But you're not playing based on what he has done in the past. You are playing, you're paying based on what he did last year. And last year, as you mentioned, was a down year. Are you surprised with the term
1: or the dollar amount? I am not surprised with the term or the dollar amount at all. Maybe the dollar amount a little bit. I would have expected him to come in a little bit higher just based on his track record. But teams are not paying for long track records now. They're paying for you as good as you were last year. And he wasn't that good. So, uh, so it doesn't surprise me that the amount is the way it is. I just would have thought based on who he is, the teams would have given him a little more credit. But at the same time, you know, this was a good deal that I think... I don't know that if I'm the Blue Jays, I go five years on them, and I think that's maybe what would 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 move the needle on that signing. But um, but again, you know, I think it's good for the Diamondbacks and and good for them.
0: We saw this year that when Max Muncy hit a home run off of Madison Bumgarner at uh, at what is it called now Oracle Park and hit one into the into the water behind the stadium, he said, "Go get it out of the ocean." Diamondbacks have a pool in their yard. Does Muncy do uh, it again? He probably does not because okay. that's just rude. Okay, Uh, moving on to something a little bit more controversial, not free agency related, well sort of, because I saw Garrett Cole today, I saw a picture of Garrett Garrett Cole without a beard. That was, it was odd to me because I've only ever seen him with a beard, with the Pittsburgh Pirates, with the Houston Astros, he's known for that beard and for the long hair. But with the Yankees, they make sure that you have your hair trimmed and that you don't have a beard. That's gotta be one of the stupidest things you will see in baseball. Does that change anytime soon, do you think? And what are your thoughts on
1: this on this rule? That never changes with the New York Yankees. I don't think they have impeached the beard. And as we speak now, so too have the House impeached the President. Uh, It is. Is it official? It is official, but of course, it now has to go to the Senate, and they have to remove him, and that will be a month still from now. But um, it also won't happen. The Senate, yeah, exactly. The Senate is probably not going to do it. But so let's all celebrate for a moment when we think (laughs) that the the president, the weirdo, the Trump is uh, going to be removed. But anyway, they removed the beard <laughs> from, from Cole. Solid and, transition. And, and it has been impeached because of the fact that the Yankees impeach all facial hair. Uh, and they uh, uh, will not change that anytime soon. That's a George Steinbrenner thing. They'll always keep his legacy as long as his boys are owning the team. Uh, and that's not going anywhere. What are your thoughts on the rule, though? I, I think it's ridiculous at this point, but at the same time, it's not going anywhere. I mean, and I don't think there are there any other teams in Major League Baseball that do that? I believe there
0: was one that had it up until a couple of years ago and then got rid of that policy. I think the Yankees are the only team in the MLB that have that rule that they cannot uh, the players
1: cannot have long hair or beard. Well, I will tell you that we will have the same rule on the 2020 London Tecumseh's minor rookie team. Not too sure that's going to be an issue. <laughs> uh,
0: now, for our final topic before we get into the other signings and news and notes around the league. The Blue, Jays, the Blue Jays have signed Tanner Roark and Shun Yamaguchi, reportedly. Do they still look to add an arm for the rotation, or should they give room to some of the younger guys?
1: I think they still look to add. I just don't think they will. I think this is where we're going to see probably Charlie Montoyo be a little bit wrong here. At the winter meetings, he said... You know, he doesn't anticipate seeing Nate Pearson break the the camp with the club. Uh, I'm not so sure about that now. I mean, you know, certainly if he outperforms anybody in spring training, which he very well may not, and he, he may end up still in AAA. But if he does, I, I mean, how do you not take him when you look at your current rotation as it sits? I mean, you're probably looking at pack in the fifth spot. Wagespak. Uh, pack my, my apologies to Jacob uh but uh but you're looking at him in the fifth spot. And 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 if that's the case, how do you not take Pearson North? Uh I, I, and again, unless he's imploding in spring training games. But uh but again, there's opportunity to pick up other pitchers. As you said, Ryu's out there, there's a couple others out there. Uh I just don't think they have a good shot at them.
0: I know the twins are in on him, and Ryu. I'm sure a lot of people would like to have Dallas Keuchel. Out of the two, I don't know if the Jays will get either one, but if they were more likely to get one. One of those two pitchers, who is it and why?
1: Uh, I think the likelihood's Keiko. I just don't think that they would actually make that move. I, I just don't see it. Um, you know, they want Ryu. Uh, I think he's highly unlikely at this point. The prices are too high, and there's too many other teams that are jumping in on him now. I don't see it happening for the Blue Jays unless they way overpay, which we all know uh, gobbledygook Atkins is going to not allow An
0: appearance in another
1: episode. Great. <laughs> gobbledygook. Gobbledygook. <having laughs> again. And, and I just don't see that happening.
0: Um, now for the last segment of this, the last part of this segment, excuse me,
1: predict the opening day
0: rotation next year. As of right now, of course, the Jays still have room to sign a couple more pitchers. They have signed two already predict next year's rotation on March 28th.
1: I think 26th. Maybe
0: I'm not too sure.
1: Well, Scott, our friend Scott MacArthur has his prediction out. And I actually would, I would actually say, I don't disagree with his, uh, his, his, well, I'm not even sure that's his prediction. Now that I look at his tweet, it's just, he's listing off potential opening day starters, uh, but he's got Roark in there. He's got Thornton. He's got Baraki, Anderson, Yamaguchi, and guess pack I would actually, Wagaspack, is that what I always say? Wagaspack. Uh, yeah. I, I actually would, would almost think, um, looking at that, it's probably in the order I would predict, with the exception of Thornton and Baraki, I'd probably flip them. Uh, I'd even maybe put Anderson above Thornton, but um, but again. You think Yamaguchi's going to be ranked below Thornton and Barack? Absolutely. I think he's an absolute implosion waiting to happen. And, uh, and if I'm wrong, great. I would love to have that debate mid-season. But uh, I just don't see his results in Japan translating into the big leagues. I just don't. Okay, so one more time. Give me your prediction one through five. One through five, I'm going to go Roark one, Baraki two, Chase Anderson three, Thornton four, Yamaguchi five, and and then potentially Wagus Pack in that mix as well. Uh, for me, I'm going to go Roark, Anderson,
0: Baraki, Yamaguchi, Thornton. I think Baraki can have a bounce back here. Don't pick him in fantasy, please. I don't want to be responsible for another <laughs> one of those debacles, but uh, I do think that Roark is our number one. He's our opening day starter. I think that after him is Chase Anderson, I'm going based on track record here. Ryan Baraki has a better track record than Shun Yamaguchi does because Yamaguchi's never thrown a pitch in Major League Baseball. I think Baraki's our number three on opening day. I think that Yamaguchi's the number four and Trent Thornton is the number five. I was unimpressed at most times by Thornton last year. He had a couple of good outings, but mostly not so great. I think he's the number five. I think Nate Pearson comes up in May. I think Jacob Wagaspak is our sixth starter. If not, maybe a long reliever. He was decent, you know, in his his stint last year. I just don't see him as a long-term fit in this Blue Jays rotation. Moving on to our final segment in this one, other signings. Wade Miley today signed with the Cincinnati Reds. We saw Miley had a uh, great first half of the year last year with the Houston Astros kind of went downhill in the second half and was pretty good in the playoffs. Does Miley help the Reds a little bit uh, over there in Cincinnati? Yes. Awesome. You weren't paying attention; you were too busy scrolling through Twitter. Well, I was awesome. just
1: there's some, there. I'm just watching some of the breaking news, but it looks like yes, Eric Smith
0: with breaking news on the Raptors about Marcus All <laughs> pulling a hamstring. That's
1: relevant to the podcast. No, no, but uh, uh, but uh, you know, I think that the. The, the rotation? Is that what you're asking about? No. Oh, my God, dude. Okay. Uh, uh, Austin Romine went from the
0: Yankees to the oh Tigers. The earth, yes. And I don't want to hear your opinion on anything from here on out. <laughs> Joe Smith <laughs> and Sergio Romo re-signed with the Houston Astros and the Minnesota Twins, respectively. I think that Joe Smith had a good year last year with Houston. Is a very solid arm out of the bullpen. I think this is his last contract. He retires after this one. I believe it was two years with the Astros. Sergio Romo never seems to want to disappear. He re-signed with the Minnesota Twins on a one-year contract. I know the Red Sox ran on him, but I believe the dollar dollar amount was uh, what they didn't want to budge on the Red Sox. They didn't want to go as high as the Twins did. That's why Romo is re-signing in the Twin Cities. Eric Sogard, we saw him with the Blue Jays last year. He signs in Milwaukee again for a year at $4.5 million. Sogard had a career year last year, split with the Blue Jays and the Tampa Bay Rays. Had a steady career high in home runs just in the first half for the Blue Jays before he got dealt. And Michael Waka along with Rick Porcello, have signed with the New York Mets. That wraps up our show for this week. I told you I wasn't going to give you another opinion, and I did not.
1: Lucky Barrels, thanks for everything you did.
0: Oh, not really. We didn't do much. (laughs) Uh, We will see you all next week for episode 47. We thank you all very much for tuning in, and we'll see you then.